Hello, welcome back to Africa e-commerce. This is uh, another episode that we'll be talking about an uh, issue that is really important to African business owners when they go global to sell or buy product. So as you know, buying from a global is not easy to navigate. So today we will talk about safe and profitable way to do trading globally. You know, so you can be safe and easy to buy your product from international market or sell your product to international market. So my colleague Ennis, as usual, you are here. Yeah, the critical issue. Uh -huh. And I think you have a lot of questions for me today. Yeah, I will be the one who is asking questions today. Wow. Okay. Then I am ready. I did some research. I think I can give some uh, legitimate step-by-step uh, -step information that will help and that will inform them about how to be uh, a smart buyer, mm -hmm. not taking too much risk and lose your money rather than just, you know, making more money. I think I will start with something easy for you. Okay. What are some common risks that businesses face when buying or selling products in the international market? We can start with that question. Sure. I mean, uh, normally, as you already know, buying is always safe when you can see and touch and feel it. And then I'm telling you, uh, buying from everything, as you know, from a smallest item for individual use to the business, you know, uh, being physically available, that would be the best option, unfortunately. Uh, when you buy from international market, it's totally different. And there's a lot of frauds. And there's uh, non-payments uh, uh, for when you sell it for international. Uh, delivery delays. What about the damage? Sometimes you buy something that is has an intellectual property uh, protection. So you don't know you just buy it because you think you can import it to that country. You can take a risk. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot of area that you need to be careful. You need to be careful. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there is some international codes that you can check the product of, to of course. take uh, the inside the country, that, right? That, that, that's, yes, you can check with your custom, whatever you import to any country, first of all. And if you sell in, and specifically, the buyers, they need to check what they buy in according to their custom regulation, if they can import it. Uh, if you take an example, there's a certain things that you can import to Turkey. Mm -hmm. You cannot import everything to Turkey, meaning that there is a restriction. Well, sometimes they allow, but there is a limitation. For example, they say may they may set up a number of uh, ten thousand ton or twenty thousand ton or whatever number you can say. And if you don't know that, and you just ship your product, and the buyer told you, you just ship me, that is a risk. So itself, you need to be careful without being fraud. But sometimes you need to know the regulation. That's a critical point. Okay. Now I will go with a kind of long question. Okay. How can businesses mitigate these risks and trade safely in the global market? Can you provide some examples of businesses that have fallen victim to scams or fraudulent activities in the international market? Of course. I mean, uh, fraudulent, as you already know, and there's a way to, you know, mitigate in that you can minimize the risk by following this international standard, there's a lot of weight that you can buy as a professional. But if you just buy a cheap product that you just want to buy, that you're so excited because you think you're going to be rich, I'm telling you, don't not, I mean, don't make that kind of decision. It's too risky. And if I give you definitely, there's a lot of example of uh, what happened and how, you know, 
people are losing their money. The best example is uh, maybe I can give you a good example of what we experienced here with our team. Uh, we was helping a client buying sunflower oils, and the seller was a broker that located in Belgium. And at the same time, he was claiming a brand name that belonged to a Turkish company. And he said, oh, okay, I have a connection. We are, I'm a broker and we have this and that. And when we follow up with them and we checked it, we find out this is not true. Because the good thing we did was we called the company that owned the brand name. So what happened was they said, we don't have nobody with that name at all. So if we did not do that little step, that was big loss for the client. So it's always necessary to check, you know, make sure that you know who you're buying from. So it seems like they are spending too much time to look legit. I'm telling you, there's a huge, huge industry, uh, fraudulent uh, and scammers that really know what they do with. They, I mean, today we are far away from each other because when you're in business, you're located in another continent, you don't know what you, you don't see. So anybody can pretend to be because they can't take a picture of the factory, their product, and they create that beautiful website and everything looks professional. And if you don't know how to verify, they can mislead you. And, uh, and uh, we are committed as always, be careful because international trade is not like a local trade. But you know, today's world with the technology, there is always a way to check someone or company. Uh, of course, there's uh, technology and, and there's a lot of government system that way you can benefit from. Uh, let me give you a very simple example. Let's say that you are a buyer from Africa and you want to buy product from Turkey, as example exactly. So if you want to buy from Turkey uh, a specific product, and let's assume that you use Google and you search it or you find it somewhere or someone searches your link, so now you need to be careful. First of all, uh, this product or similar product, you need to verify if this is produced in Turkey. Second, and the second thing you need to do is to make sure that the, the seller is registered. How? Okay, if you are buying, I don't want to say, if you buy like $200, $300 product, I mean, the chance is very slim that, uh, uh, that you can get a lot of protection anyway. But if you're buying a quantity and you're buying something, let's say that half a container or, or a full container, whatever, they're like $10,000, good value amount of money. First thing you need to do is if you find a company and you think you want to buy from them, call their embassy and they have a trade department. You can ask them a very simple question. Hey guys, I want to verify this company. It's not any complicated. Simple as that. Simple as that. But at the same time, there's a, if you don't get access to that, and maybe it's difficult for you to call them or to send an email to them, again, there's a lot of government website. Specifically with every country, they have a way to verify. So let's say again, you have a chamber of commerce. For every country, most of the countries, they can tell you who is who, and they can verify for you. So you don't need to take a chance of making a mistake like that. Mm -hmm. All right, my third question is going to be, what are some red flags that businesses should look out for when dealing with international buyers or sellers? Uh, here will be that question if you don't mind. I just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to grab the information. Okay. All right. What are some red flags that businesses should look out for when dealing with international buyers or sellers? Okay. 
Excellent. That's a great question. Uh, there's a lot of red flags. Number one, I think the best ones is uh, that you need to be aware of if someone is just giving you an uh, easy way to buy. Like, so let's say that they just tell you that, hey, uh, we have uh, this product that is a cheap price and it's this and that and that. And they try to get a payment up front and they try to collect your information very fast. And they're always on rush. I mean, as thieves everywhere, you know, they always like to do a fast way of getting you payment, you know, and they always ask you non-secure payment, meaning that uh, you can send the money to my bank account now and or you can wire the money now and I can prepare your product. If you don't do it today, I, I cannot guarantee you the price. So don't feel the pressure and don't listen to that kind of uh, uh, how you call process because the professional business uh, community globally everywhere they are very confident and they take their time selling you the right product. But red flags, number one, that's number one. Number two is, is like they are not willing to give you information. They always like to give you minimum. Like you have my phone number, no problem. You know, I can answer all your questions. But if you tell them, can you provide me more about your company or more about the product itself, they will run around with that. And they are not going to give you. Philip Philippe, Philip, I mean, dangerous, really dangerous. So the, the third part, I think, is really communication. Communication, they are normally, you cannot get them every time. There is a barrier there. You know, sometimes, they, you, you know, you have to call them like three or four times and they are not responding. And maybe they respond to you after one day, after two days. So there's a thing that you can always feel it because people who are in business, they are there to communicate with you. They are there to give you detail of their business. They are there to give you contact information if you need it. And they're confident they are not able to hide. So basically, one of the basic things you can always ask for, and I get you company information. And if they give you company information, or you can tell them where can I verify your company? It's a simple question. So always be alert first and ask questions. If you doubt it, verify more. Yeah. I even heard some stories that some people are renting factories to fool people. It happens. Uh, I don't want to take the, you know, the, this episode to be too long, but if I give you a short again, it happened here in Turkey. We had experience with a buyer who came and they really made a mistake. I mean, the guys did not know what they do. Uh, they made a deal with a company. Uh, I don't want to mention the product or anything. I just want to summarize it. And they give a $150,000 deposit first. And the, the seller, took them to factory place, showed them everything as a showcase. But, but this buyer did not have any, I mean, if you, if you buy an $150,000 or more, you, I mean, come on, you can't spend $500 or less on a lawyer or somebody who knows the city. You come from outside the country, you don't know who you did with it. I mean, Turkey is a big country and there's a lot of bad people everywhere. So don't fall for it and don't listen to them because that's what they do for living. So what happened was they did not do due diligence, meaning that they did not go through these steps. They just excited about the price. Mm -hmm. And and I'm telling you, uh, the the be warned. Everybody told them, "Hey guys, be careful. This is not the real price. You just this is wrong, because the difference is like almost thirty or forty percent. I mean, that's a big gap. Some people are losing a lot of money just because they are chasing small amount of money. Yeah, they're chasing the profit to be higher. So what happened was at the end, they, they did not get the product, the case, <laughs> the drama started and they go back and forth, back and forth. 
uh, finally they end up in court and that's where it is. But we don't want to say that, you know, uh, there's a lot of bad people, but even one bad apple, uh, it's really bad. You know, that's yeah. what it is. Today we have challenge everywhere. Uh, you cannot tell uh, who you can trust till you do transaction, till you build your uh, relation. But as we always said, if you are buying for now from Turkey or any other places and you don't know what to do at the ultimate uh, position, you can always refer to Kodono.com. They will help you with the information. You can register as a buyer or seller. So you need international navigation. That's the whole thing. Be frank. I mean, I have experience traveling, seeing. I have my own experience to judge and make decisions. But if you are a small business somewhere in Africa or anywhere around the globe, when you try to do business with someone else, I mean, the best thing to do is to find someone who knows. Because the market today is not what we're thinking. I mean, it's really risky. There's a lot of bad players. Huge industry now. They sit in there on their own in the basement and they, they just steal other people's money. Yeah, and I focus on that. Yeah, and we want you guys to be careful with that. Okay, maybe before we close the show uh, or the last, we can talk about steps. I mean, how important is to delegate in international trading? And what steps can businesses take to ensure they are dealing with legitimate partners? Okay, uh, first of all, due diligence is a crucial uh, international trading, meaning that you have to do uh, the basic steps uh, to verify and all the little things that you have to do. It can help your business identify potential risk and avoid scammers. It is a very normal. Or even uh, what you would call the frauds uh, activities that could happen with your business. So some of the steps that to ensure that you can, how you call, legitimately uh, find a legitimate partner, meaning that the process that you can go through to find the right partner that you can buy or sell to it is first of all you need to do research on the company and its reputation. Okay, uh, the reputation of the companies are most likely is what we call today a review. Mm-hmm. You can find the review, uh, what the people say about this company. And the second thing is, even to verify the company, you have to find out. You even Google it. Sometimes the website comes, but you can Google it. And sometimes you may find more information about their Facebook, their LinkedIn. You know, their activities. I mean, if they're legit people, they're active. On top of that, you can check government website where you can verify their names. So the, th- the, third, the second thing is checking the reference. I mean, you can ask them. You can say, hey, uh, do you have any reference in if I'm if I'm from Kenya and I'm trying to buy products from country that I never purchased anything from, I can ask them, do you ever sell to Kenya? And if they say yes, can you give me one or two people I can call? You know, that's really got to give you a chance to review them in real way. So, and the third, uh, verifying the license and certification because when you buy a certain product, it's required that they have to have a specific license. For example, if you buy in food trade, sometimes the health department, they have to give them a certificate. So you need to have that information because otherwise, you, I mean, they cannot sell you that product at all. I mean, you buy a product from uh, whatever food company and you tell them I need a health certificate for that product. If they don't have that certificate, they are just not in business. So when they give you a certificate number, whatever, now you can verify who they are and, you know, check their certification. The other thing you can do is check their background, you know, if you can. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, sometimes, uh, if they, if you're dealing with someone, uh, some companies, uh, I think it depends on the way you are. Uh, there's a way to verify companies and individual. Uh, but if you have their information, there's a website where you can pay a little money and they can tell you who's this person is real or not. So generally, uh, the best solution from my personal experience is to always be alert. Don't just get excited because you find good deal from somewhere international because it's not real. Uh, even if it's real, you need to take extreme uh, protection so you can be safe. And on top of that, maybe we focus a lot on a, on a how to buy. But remember, if you sell a new product and it's, it's the same game, if you sell a new product to somebody around the world and they tell you they're going to pay you a huge amount of money and they give you some documentation and you believe them and you just ship the product. Same drama. Same drama. And that's much more risk because you cannot get back your product. And maybe you think that you're buying this product $10,000 in your country and the guy promised you for $30,000, $50,000, you think you're going to make a lot of money. But remember, if you don't have a, uh, how you call a nickel agreement, number one, uh, LC, meaning that letter of credit from their bank. So your bank involved now when you ship in prior to global market. I mean, it's impossible. How are you going to ship maybe a $100,000, $200,000 product to someone that you don't have nothing guaranteed? I mean, that's why it's really important. Do not trust because the person, even sometimes you know them. Sometimes they sound like legit. But at the end of the day, in international trade, you need protection when you buy it and you need protection when you sell it. And I think today that's enough for information-wise because this is really exciting subject. But uh, as always, I think we will say that be careful. And if you need any information, any assistance, uh, we are here to help and we can provide as much as possible. But uh, the next episode, I think uh, you don't have no more questions for me, right? No. Okay, I'm done today. So, so till next time, see you guys. Bye-bye. Bye.